Welcome to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank that brings you market views and insights on the go. Welcome to Standard Chartered Money Insights. My name is Marco Iacchini and I'm a cross-asset strategist from the CIO team. On today's episode of the podcast, we'll discuss how the new Omicron variant may impact the economic recovery and how financial markets may react to it. Joining me today for this conversation, I'm glad to welcome Abhilash Narayan, Senior Investment Strategist. Without further ado, let's start today's conversation. Now, Abhilash, uh, the new Omicron variant is causing concerns across the globe. Um, Can you perhaps tell us, you know, how this might impact the macroeconomic backdrop? Thank you, Marco. Good to be back. Uh, I see uh, the Omicron variant has clearly taken over the market concerns. But as an investor, we've been here many times before. Uh, And if you look at where global stock markets are, they're up by more than 50 percent since WHO declared COVID-19 as as a pandemic on 11th March 2020. Now, in the last 18 months or so, uh, we believe that authorities are much better prepared as compared to the first outbreak. Uh, Vaccine makers are already working on analyzing and potentially preparing new vaccines. And if anything, authorities are prone to overreacting than underreacting than in past. And we've clearly seen Japan and Israel shut down borders within days of Omicron variant coming to light. Now, this is good news in terms of battling the virus, although in the near term, it may lead to a bit of economic slowdown. From investor perspective, uh, investors have been progressively becoming immune to long-term impact of COVID days, uh, and the rate of risk asset drawdowns has been uh, you know, becoming smaller and smaller with each successive wave. Uh, the key thing to keep an eye out, of, of course, is the severity of the latest wave, and our biggest concern is uh, that, we, that the latest outbreak uh, impacts inflation outlook uh, if it causes uh, severe mobility restrictions. But uh, if Omicron p- plays out uh, like past waves and our base case scenario that we don't see the severe mobility restrictions does pan out, uh, then despite near-term volatility, we, we think that uh, equity market should still end up uh, moderately higher in the next 6 to 12 months. Thanks, Abhilash. Uh, as you mentioned, it does seem like equity, equity drawdowns have become smaller uh, in each success, successive COVID wave. So what could the impact here be on equities in general? But um, And can you tell us more, perhaps? Sure. See, uh, Omicron has clearly induced volatility into equity markets as investors await further data to understand more about the variant. But uh, as we discussed, Uh, the market reaction has become more and more muted. So back in 2020, when uh, COVID first came to light, uh, S&P 500, for instance, uh, fell uh, anywhere between 30 to 35 percent, depending on the starting point. And in in each successive wave, uh, the drawdowns have been uh, becoming smaller. In the the latest uh, case of Omicron, uh, across the major markets, the drawdowns range between 3 to 5 percent. Um, If you look at the three-month period uh, from April 2021, when Delta variant really came to fore, while the equity markets pulled back initially, they did end up higher uh, as investors gained confidence that Delta variants could be contained. And we think that a similar playbook should play out for the Omicron variant as well. Great. Thanks. That's very uh, clear guidelines. What about sectors, equity sectors? Again, if we draw lessons from what we saw during the concerns around uh, Delta variant earlier this year, healthcare and technology sectors were the outperformers uh, back then. 
Now, healthcare is obviously defensive sector, uh, and in times of uncertainty, uh, the greater recognition to invest in health services also benefits the sector. Technology sector uh, saw accelerated growth under the pandemic as home-based working and learning and cloud-based solutions gain more importance. So this is something that could play out in the current uh, you know, period of uncertainty as well. Now, sectors such as energy and materials suffered uh, during uh, the, the previous scare uh, around Delta variant uh, as uh, you know, markets were concerned about uh, reduced demand and maybe even lockdown. So again, these two sectors may remain under some pressure and we've already seen oil prices uh, decline quite sharply uh, over the past week. Thank you, Abhilash. Now, if we can switch gears for a moment, um, still on the Omicron topic, uh, but wanted to talk about bonds. We saw recently some uh, hawkish commentary from uh, Jerome Powell, chairman of the Federal Reserve. Um, and so how would you mesh the hawkish commentary with the impact of Omicron on bonds? Well, uh, we've, we've clearly seen a, a slight change in the guidance from not only Fed Chair Paul, but also other Fed speakers. Uh, and the latest statements do suggest that Fed is increasingly concerned that inflation could be more persistent than previously thought. And a key uh, component of this whole equation is obviously the job market uh, and whether there is uh, in, there are enough workers uh, in the job market out there. And perhaps uh, the, uh, the upcoming non-farm payroll number would be one to, to watch out closely. Now, Fed Chair Powell has indicated that uh, he is considering accelerating the pace of bond purchases, uh, uh, sorry, tapering of bond purchases uh, in the 14th and 15th December policy meeting. But if you look at the reaction from bond markets, uh, we've seen the 10-year yields fall down much more sharply as compared to two-year yields. And what that tells us is that bond markets are concerned that uh, a faster than expected pace of tapering may end up being a risk to medium-term growth. Now, uh, given that uh, our base case is that Omicron variant could delay but not derail global economic recovery, we still expect Fed to hike rates once in 2022 and 10-year Treasury yields should rise to 1.75 to 2% range in the next 12 months. Now, in light of all of this, we strongly uh, favor short maturity bonds uh, in the three to five year uh, range over the next 12 months. Uh, and we continue to prefer developed market high yield as well as Asian dollar bonds, given their relatively attractive yield, as well as short maturity profiles. Fantastic. Thank you, as always, Abhilash, for uh, joining our conversation. That is all for this episode of Standard Charter Money Insights. If you would like to learn more or read our publications, please visit our website at sc.com under Latest Market Insights. As a reminder, if you enjoyed our discussion, please rate and review us wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for listening to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank. For more details on the latest market insights, subscribe to Standard Chartered Money Insights.